Ooh, fun facts, facts of fun with Addison and Caitlin. Hi, welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host, David, and with me today is Allison. Hello. Caitlin. Hi. RJ. Hello. And Jake. <laughs> Maybe. Hello. There he is. Go. Okay. <laughs> I was on mute. Dramatic Sorry. pause. <laughs> yes. Fashionably late. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. The ad, right? The ad, yes. Fun Facts Live is brought to you by Wordsman College today. You've just landed your dream job, the junior grape collector position at the world's premier imagination factory. And with the help of your new friend, Bingo, it's time to explore neighborhoods, gather words, and earn grapes to power imagination. <clears throat> Excuse me. You'll need the company app to get started, so what are you waiting for? Visit wordsmacallit.com to download it from the App Store or Google Play. And by the way, I just have to say, um, I just committed the code change for the new corporate ladder this morning, Yay. hours ago. So soon you'll actually be able to climb the corporate ladder and you won't have to be a junior grape collector anymore. You can make it up to senior. Yeah, you could. Lead, principal, manager, go all the way up to chief imagination officer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's words call it. Um, and by the way, I'll, I'll say one more thing about Words call it, um, and that is we, we've had a bunch of new players, and with new players comes growing pains, including people who like to use inappropriate names on the leaderboard. So my apologies for that. I'm working on uh, improving the moderation so we can respond to those people more quickly and ban them faster. Um, anyway, that's it for... Words from Macaulay ads, and let's see, who shall we start? We didn't talk about this at all, but let's just go in the order we announced everyone. So, Allison, what have you got for us today? Um, well, RJ, I apologize in advance because I did not properly think about how you were going to have to draw this. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry, um, but I'm sure you'll be great. Um, okay, I'm scared. <laughs> so... Uh, as David mentioned, we've been having issues on the Words Macaulay leaderboard with people using um, offensive usernames. Um, so it got me thinking about, is there ever a time where it's okay to use profanity? Um, <laughs> and, and there is, it turns out. <laughs> oh. um, so, and, and I'm like separating profanity from slurs in the official definitions, a slur is something that is derogatory or intended to be offensive towards a person. Those are never, never, ever, ever okay. But in terms of profanity, um, there's one type of profanity that does seem to have a, a real purpose, and that's called cathartic swearing. Um, so this researcher at uh, Keele University in the UK um had people come up with two separate lists of words um, that they might use, that they expected they would use if they hit their thumb with a hammer. Okay. Um, so the neutral list of words could be something like chair, wood, ice. Okay. And the other list of words would be swear words. So once the, the groups of participants had their separate lists of words, um, 
he asked them to submerge their hands in ice water. And the people that repeated the swear words aloud um, held were able to hold their hands underwater 50% longer than those who repeated the neutral word. <laughs> okay. Um, so his, his conclusion was that for pain relief, swearing seems to trigger the natural fight or flight stress response, um, as well as increased adrenaline and heart pumping. Um, this leads um, to being more pain tolerant. Um, so the other like experiment that he did when he had people use the two lists of words were um, pedaling against resistance on a bicycle. Okay. Um, and, that, and the people that um, used the swear words as opposed to the neutral words also improved their performance. <laughs> so hopefully people on the Words of Cult leaderboard don't think that using swear words is improving their performance. Um, <laughs> but I just thought it was interesting where there are kind of two cases in which, oh, it might actually be okay to swear related to cathartic swearing. Oh, interesting. I wonder if like other words that aren't really swearing but are, are more likely to be used than chair, like uh, that's not really a good alternative. Uh, <laughs> What, like, oh, are you talking about like the mild forms? Like, yeah, like my dad says, oh, beans. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. But uh, you can say beans very forcefully. Um, and the meaning is quite clear yeah. <laughs> that it's, uh, it's intended. Or, or something like maybe motivational might also be like uh, a good mm. opposed to swearing. Like, uh, I guess those are, it's hard to think of just a motivational word as opposed to a motivational just phrase. Yelling. Just, yeah, ah. yeah, a cathartic scream into the abyss. <laughs> yes. yes, we've been watching too much Nine Perfect Strangers. <laughs> yes. um, oh. Yeah, that's a little disturbing. Got yeah. real disturbing last week. But. Yeah. So this wait, is wait. You've been watching too much what? Nine Perfect Strangers. <laughs> oh, okay. it's a it's a mini series on Hulu. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's it's odd. I it's very interesting. I don't know where it's going because I don't know if I can recommend it yet. Yeah. Because it's um it's. Mm. Yeah. So far, it's been really great, but I'm after the last episode, I'm concerned that I don't know, you know, where they're taking it. They're not going to stick the landing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, and it's a it's a based on a book, so it's been very very hard for me to not look up what happens. Uh -oh. I've, res I've resisted so far, but I I have no problem generally with spoilers. I always want to know. Yeah, Allison and I are much different in that respect. I hate spoilers. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I've like, I felt... watched the movie now. Like, I already know the ending. But I like... I yeah, think. I mean, sometimes I want to know if how stressed do I need to be about this person <laughs> yes. living exactly. or not. You know what I mean? And sometimes I just want to be like, you know, I just want to know if they live. So, <laughs> so you can relax. You know if I should be stressed <laughs> right now or not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't but know. it goes for books and movies, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can definitely see it. It would be a much more relaxing experience if you know what's coming. But... Um, some of my favorite experiences with movies and are when I had no idea what was coming. And my favorite one of all time was I just walked into a theater to see The Matrix and I had no idea what it was or what it was about or I'd never heard anything about it. And it just blew my mind. And I love that. So I never had any experience like that before. And if I had known what was coming, I don't think it would have it would have been the same. So yeah. Well so I like one of my favorite movies is uh, The Prestige, mm -hmm. and I've watched it many times, and I actually enjoyed it better the second time I watched oh. it through. Yeah. I think I was there are looking... movies 
Uh, okay. I haven't. I don't know that one. I'm gonna have to watch it now. I don't know okay. if I've seen it or not. I'm not sure if you've seen it. We've we have it's a Christopher it Nolan movie, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. The the problem I have, I can't remember if I've seen it or not because there's there was another movie that came out around the same time. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was called maybe The Illusionist or something. Yeah, that's yes. that's and the Norton one. Yeah, okay, and I think I've seen that one. I don't think I've seen both of them. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch well, this. But it's been many pres- years too. The Prestige is based off a book, and it's mm. similar to the book, but it's not like a car like you can read the book and get an understanding of what's going on but it's not going to tell you everything yeah but it, it came out when like psychological thrillers were like a real big thing and so um it gives you the reveal at the end but throughout the entire movie you're like what's what's going on and then <laughs> like when you rewatch it like you're just looking for for everything uh-huh. I can see that. I mean, there there are movies that are definitely like that, like The Sixth Sense, where you know you want to watch it the yeah, second time, and, and, and you just get a completely yeah. different experience. And like The Game was was one of my favorites. Um, you know, or Fight Club. Yeah, Fight, Fight yeah. Club. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I can see that um, you get a different, but yeah, it is a completely different experience. And the thing about those experiences like i feel like you can have those over and over but there's only one chance to get the one the experience that mm-hmm. you know you can have with no spoilers so <laughs> i like to yeah. have that one yeah and then optionally have the second one but yeah well yeah you can also <laughs> take my approach which is have a fairly short memory when it comes to like <laughs> the plots of the movies you've seen or even the content of trailers <laughs> so uh, when yes. this is number, so when we went to see Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. which is like my favorite Marvel movie now, and I've watched it over and over, but there's, this is not a spoiler. Well, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but <laughs> not real. There's a certain character who shows up. And if you've seen the movie, you know who I'm talking about, like is a major, is a major Marvel character shows up in this movie. And when this happened, I like turned to Brett, we were in the theater and I turned to Brett and I was like, had this the biggest grin on my face. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And he goes, that was in the trailer. That's hilarious. He whispered it to me, but he was like, he's like, that was in the trailer. Why are you so excited? And I'm like, yeah, but I watched the trailer months ago. I forgot. Uh, yeah, that works for me too. My other strategy is I always just have Allison vet the movies and she she's fine watching all the trailers. I hate seeing them, but I'm I'm happy she can vet them for me because she kind of knows what I like and yeah. what I don't. So I don't have mm-hmm. to watch them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> happy to serve that function. Yes. Uh, all right. So that was a bit of a dig aggression but yeah. fun and <laughs> next up we have caitlin caitlin welcome back from your you. big adventure um yes. i'm hoping we get some fun facts related to your travel yes that indeed okay yeah so <laughs> we last got? weekend um i don't know how much you said i didn't watch the stream and i don't know if you put up i the haven't podcast. edited it yet that's I'm fine sorry. Okay, that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. i just don't know how much you said so i was um i was in cleveland the last weekend and the reason that we uh so the backstory of the reason that we went to cleveland last weekend is that in you know normal non-pandemic years we try to go to a different a new um major league ballpark oh, and we're like slowly trying to collect all of them so we've been to 12 i think okay. now um wow. and 
And so we're so Cle- so we picked Cleveland for this year because we were like, well, it's a it, it we can make it a quick trip. It's not somewhere that we want to go for a bunch of other reasons. You know, we're not going to want to go there and spend multiple days there doing other things. Right. We can just do like a we we flew out on Friday evening and we came back on Sunday. So it was oh wow, quick thing. So um, yes, yeah, so we went to the baseball we went to a baseball game on on Saturday evening, but Saturday morning, uh, we did the one other thing we wanted to do in Cleveland, which is go to the rock and roll hall of fame. And so, um, if you are a fan of, uh, rock and roll, yeah, basically (laughs) music from, especially like music, rock and roll from rock from like the seventies and eighties. Um, you know, it's, it's very cool. There's like a lot of memorabilia and, and, and all the, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of information about how kind of how rock and roll became a thing as a genre of its own. And who are the, you know, the people who were kind of the precursors to that and the earliest people that you could kind of consider in that genre. Cause it, like, there's a whole room about Elvis, you know, there's a whole room about the Beatles. There's a whole room about the Rolling Stones, Cool. <clears throat> all this stuff. So the, you know, the big names are all there, but then there's, there's, and then, you know, there's, there are interesting displays about this was kind of the style that came out of London versus this is the style that was coming out of New York city versus this is the style that was coming out of the South and California and all these different things. So, um, yeah, so a lot of memorabilia and it's really neat if you, to be like, oh, Hey, that's so-and-so's shirt or so-and-so's guitar or whatever. Cool. Um, Jim Morrison's Cub Scout uniform. That's honestly what I remember the most. I have no idea why. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't remember seeing that. Right, but okay. <laughs> uh, if you say so. Okay. Um, but so the, the, so my fun fact is actually something that as we were on our, we were walking to the Rock, Rock and Hall of Fame and I said, well, why is it in Cleveland? Like, that just seems so random. You don't think of a lot True. of musical acts coming out of Cleveland. I was like, why not Detroit because of Motown or why not, right. you know, New York or LA or London or, you know, one of these bigger cities that really had, you know, you know, a really thriving music scene back in the fifties and sixties. Right. Well, the reason, and then Brett did not know the answer. And, but as we are walking up to the entrance, there is a historical plaque and it gave me the answer. <laughs> and I took a picture of it and Brett goes, is that going to be your fun fact? And I said, indeed it is. Allison's favorite, so, historical plaques. The, yeah. So the, it's a very nice plaque. Um, I will put a picture of it in Discord because it was a very nice plaque. Um, the reason that Cleveland has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is because it can be considered the birthplace of rock and roll because a DJ um, at one of the radio stations there in 1951 um, coined the term rock and roll for the music that he was playing. Oh, His name was Alan Freed. He is himself in the rock and roll hall of fame. Um, He, so he really, he was influential in the popularization of the, of the genre. He, put together the first, what can be considered the first rock concert in 1952 wow. called the Moondog Coronation Ball. Okay. All right. Held at the Cleveland Arena. I feel like that anyway. name could still hold up today. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, the, oversold, the Oversold show was beset by a riot during the first act. Okay. That sounds about Classic. right. Um, and then he moved to New York City in 1954 and continued to be uh, 
big in promoting rock music. So that is why that that is why Cleveland. Cool. All right. Fantastic. That's good to know. I would I would have never guessed. Yeah, I would have assumed it was something to do with a musician, but it's uh, a a promoter, a DJ. A DJ, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Cool. All right, Jake, what have you got for us today? Um, so like people needed more excuses to eat chocolate. Uh, <laughs> yes. So this is, um, I went to Hershey, Pennsylvania, which is where Hershey chocolate is made out of. Okay. Uh, and Milton Hershey was a philanthropist, uh, growing up. He never had kids. Um, but once he perfected his chocolate, like uh, recipe, uh-huh. um, he made a lot of money out of it. Um, but during the depression, he quote depression proofed Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, he wouldn't let anyone get fired. Uh, he started building projects, uh, paid for them out of the company money. Um, like created 600 some jobs during the depression, uh, for Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, created like the Hershey ballpark and the stadium and the Hershey hotel and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, like he, he did a whole bunch of other things too. Like he, all the chocolate rations during World War II, they were uh, sold to the government like at cost. Like he didn't make any money off of it. Huh. Um, like all that kind of stuff. Like it just wow. seems I... like a great guy. Like um, started an orphanage. I think one of the people from the orphanage, like grew up in the orphanage, actually runs the Hershey company now. Wow. Um, wow. Mm. Makes me but he, Go ahead. Oh, it just makes me want to, want to buy Hershey's chocolate now. It's yeah, like, wow. Go buy some Hershey's chocolate. Uh, so I recommend reading his biography um, if you guys have an interest in that kind of stuff. But uh, at one point, he kept really close tabs on all the construction projects. Uh, and he saw two steam shovels uh, working on top of a hill. Um, and I'm not sure what construction project it was, but he went up to his foreman and he said, uh, these machines do the work of 40 men, get rid of the machines and hire the men. Wow. Um, wow. So like he was inefficient, same thing in his, in his, uh, like production line, like he was purposely inefficient so he can have an excuse to keep the men and pay them instead of just having bread lines. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a, He's that's, like the anti Henry Ford. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, that is super inspirational. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm just impressed that he was able to, to make it work, like to make mm-hmm. money. Um, I guess mm-hmm. people still bought chocolate then in, when they were depressed in, yeah, in the twenties. Um, so his product was super cheap, even for the time. Um, cause I forget what exactly he did. Like he pasteurized the milk or something like that instead of using raw milk, uh, which made it cheaper and like easier to transport and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Uh, but he went bankrupt like 14 or 15 times (laughs) before like trying different chocolate recipes. He started several companies. Oh, Um, and Hershey was the one that stuck. Yep. Do you know if Hershey is was the name of the town first, and that's how how it got its name, or did that did he just make up the name Hershey and then 